This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. And hey, this is the 12th Man Rising Podcast. 12thmanrising.com, I'm Lee. Todd is with me as always. How are you people out in the multiverse doing? According to tech, we might already all be living in multiverse. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with something that may be a little bit controversial after voting this week. You're like, yes, yes. <laughs> and hey. What I is like the that. point? I like that what, intro. <laughs> what, is, what is the point of deer. Now I'm not I'm not all for like Tom Brady might say going into their homes and killing them in their beds with their fatty livers and stuff like that. But what's the what's the point of deer? I mean what do they do? They're just there. They're out there cute and stuff. I mean you hit them with your cars accidentally. Most people accidentally, some people on purpose. You got to eat, Jack Nicholson. I mean but what's the point of of deer? Which reminds me of the mock game for the Seahawks yesterday. I have I, I know this team had a lot of national what? There's a lot of national pundits out there who are thinking the Seahawks are gonna suck this year, right? And maybe they are based on seven ten record last year. Yes. But nobody's talking about the lack of leadership on this team. I mean, Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner have basically been inv- invisible this training camp. Where are they? I mean, come on. True. true. Did you yes. say true or drew? Because Drew Locke Speaking of real, real things. He might need to change his name to True Lock. (laughs) True Lock, that's right. Drew the True... No, it sounds like that Marcel the Snell thing. So, um, anyway, Jenny Slate is the voice of that. I had no idea until I was listening to her on an episode of Smartless, of course, recently. Yes, Jenny Slate is the voice of Marcel the Shell. Marcel the Shell. Is that what it is? Shell? I thought it was Snow. I thought it was Snow. So, um, looking at the stats from the mock game being yesterday and whatever day you're listening to this, and again, thank you for listening, um, is when the game happened, so maybe four weeks into the season, but the mock game for you just happened yesterday, so catch up. Anyway, so the stats were, uh, Drew Locke was 19 of 26 passing, and this is, this is the important, this is the important thing, I think. I'm just monologuing this show, I apologize. But he had... had, (laughs) Four drives with the second team offense against the first team defense and one with the first team offense versus the second team defense and his drives ended TD run TD pass field goal punt turnover on downs Geno Smith on the other hand was 11 for 20 again four drives three with the first team offense because you can't have two quarterbacks on the field. At the same. I guess you could have two quarterbacks on the field at the same time, right? But it would be weird. It would be fun. Yeah. Three with the first-team offense versus the second-team defense. Um, and his drives into TD run. Yay, field goal. Then punt, punt, punt. Right. So, um, again, I think that important part is that Locke looked a lot better than Smith. But also, he was doing it with the backups. Against exactly. the starters. I don't know what that says about the Seahawks starters on defense. But anyway, Drew Locke looked a lot better. If he's and finally getting to my, my point, 35 minutes into the show, if he looks good in the first preseason game, which is this coming Friday, and then the second preseason game, which is shortly thereafter, the week after, he needs 
after a week preseason game two, if he looks as good in the mock game as he did, and you know Gino looks the same, Drew Locke needs to be named the starter right then and there. Correct. Correct. Yeah, it's it's a mock game and. They're wearing red jerseys, not everybody, because that would be really weird because that would be a different team. And who wants the hell wants to see a mock game with the Cardinals? But not even Cardinals fans. But quarterbacks are wearing red jerseys, so that changes it a little bit, of course. And it's a mock game. It's the team against the team. And while the the opposing sides have gotten a little salty a few times this week, and we'll talk about that, it's still not the same as playing another team. But Drew was – Definitely, clearly better than Gino was, but at the same time, it's one game, and so we can't we can't just base on this on one performance, one fake game, and say, well, clearly Drew's the better guy. He's got to be the quarterback. It's too soon for that. It's actually but a fake game of a fake game. It is a fake game of a fake game. But if he does the same thing again against the Steelers, that's when you have to say. I mean, that's when you pull the trigger right then, that one game, because that's two performances. Against a good defense in the Steelers. Yeah, exactly. And and sure, it's like the Steelers are going to be trying out schemes. They're going to be trying out players, just like the Seahawks will be. You know, that's, We saw a lot of Tariq Woolen with the first team, because Sidney Jones was dealing with an injury. So you're not going to see that in the regular season. Probably, depends. Cause, yeah, cause, Woolen uh, looked good. Woolen looked, yeah, Woolen looked really good. He did give up the only touchdown pass, but from I haven't seen it because I wasn't at the fake fake game. But from what? the description, he had great coverage. I thought we were all play. there. weren't you there? I thought you had that that pumpkin Southern tier beer in your hand. Was that not you? Actually, uh, actually, I had a. Anyway, never mind what I'm drinking. But I'm drinking a failed black and tan, which makes me really sad. So now it's like a, say a failed black and tan, a, a failed black and tan. Yes, because I did little the spoon pour. And it's like the Guinness said, nope, I'm invading and I'm taking this. Bitch <laughs> so like, OK, that's funny. But it's still quite delicious. This is anyway. exactly what Drew Locke did yesterday in the quarterback competition. Yes, he Except did. That he was kind of the reverse, I guess. Not the, you know, and he, you know, he, what I'm saying. it's not like he looked fabulous, but he definitely looked better than Smith. And like you said. Oh, he looked fabulous. He looked, he's a good looking, he's not Jimmy G, but. <laughs> he's, yes, he could model also. Um, he's like the Tom Brady of the Jimmy G quarterbacks. Um, I have no idea what the hell but, that uh, even Yeah, means. I was thinking, wouldn't <laughs> that be a good thing? I mean, I think that would be a good thing, but. It's not uh, subpar. It's almost better than being the real thing. It's even yeah. better than the real thing. Coke. What the hell are we talking about? Oh, so yeah, the mock game. Well, the, yes, but. <laughs> Like you said, it's like he he did that with the second unit. Other than one drive, he did that with the second unit against the first team defense. He looked good, and more to the point, he he made plays that he needs to play. It's like a, the very first scrimmage, very first scrimmage of the entire camp. He throws deep, made the kind of mistake that people are calling him out for. People are asking why the hell did they want Drew Locke? Because he throws deep, gets picked off, because that he was zeroed in, that's the play. Same play comes up. This time, both of his receivers are covered, which bodes well for the defense because they had Metcalf <laughs> and Lockett covered. Sure. Couldn't throw to him. So what does he do? He forces it. No, he doesn't. He dumps it off. And it was only a two-yard gain. But like, Wait, I like, thought Seahawks quarterbacks don't do that. We don't. We don't. <laughs> yeah. 
he after the game he said it's like yeah it's just a two yard game but now we're in second and eight instead of second and ten or I'm sitting on the bench because the other team has the ball and that's that's true luck saying saying that of himself which is he should you know and Carroll was extremely happy about that play and that was that's what he needs to do. He needs to be able to not make the mistakes that wound up getting him benched in the extremely erratic offensive system that the Denver Broncos employed the entire time he was there. Uh, it's not all on Drew Locke, the, the fiasco that the Denver offense was. Like you had mentioned in one of the articles on 12mountainrising.com. Probably never ripped even, it yeah. off from Mithin. <laughs> he never even had a, a, a dependable running back to establish any kind of a running threat to take some heat off of the passing game. That's not going to be the case here. Except for so, that year he had Tony Dorsett. Uh, that's true. And and Zeke. Zeke, Zeke was his backfield uh, <laughs> teammate. So it's, it's not that surprising that we're seeing some growth, that he's under what appears to be a stable system, right? And again, it's one game. It's one fake, fake game. But he did look really good, and like you said, if he can reproduce these results or be even better against the Steelers, and if Geno still looks like he did in this mock game, not terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but clearly not as good as Drew Locke played. Right. Yeah, they and they got like they got a name. They got a name. Drew Locke is like that's it after preseason game one. He's it, and get him all those reps yep. because he's hardly had any reps with the first team. This entire yeah, which camp. is weird. That's the that's the weird thing about it, right? Is because Geno's gotten all these QB one reps, and it's like, right. okay, I mean, maybe lock, maybe this is what they wanted. They wanted Locke to earn the position, I, and you kind of hit on it. It's it's even though it's a fake fake game, it's apples to apples because we're comparing Locke to Smith. So that's that's why right. we're talking about it. I mean, it's not a real game, but those two were you know trying to go head to head basically for the same. With the same offense. So that's yeah. what we have to compare. Yeah, exactly. And I was thinking about that and probably should write an article about it if I don't be lazy. Is No, we don't do that here at 12th Man Rising. No, we don't. The uh, it, it's, it struck me that maybe the reason that they've had him working with the second unit, even more so than the fact that Geno Smith was the de facto starter, and he should have been. I mean, why on earth would you bring in this guy who doesn't have the greatest – legacy behind him is like, oh, he's the number one guy over Geno. It's like, that would be insane. That would be incredibly stupid. And that would send a really bad message to the team. I, you, you wouldn't do that if you brought in Tom Brady. I mean, honestly, I would not, not in the first damn practice, I wouldn't. It's like, you're the new guy. Have a seat and learn. And I think perhaps they had him running with the second unit to give him time to learn the playbook. Because the playbook isn't any different, whether you're running with the first unit or the second unit or you and I are out there. It had the performances would be different if you were. Oh out no, out. they would do direct snaps to the running back if I were <laughs> if I was out there. So the, it would be a little different. But I think that's what they were doing. They're giving him time to acclimate himself to the system, to see what he can do in the system, because they can still tell if he's checking off like he needs to check off. Check off. And, and, uh, are you reading your off. Russian writers? He's, he's still They're in us. the playbook. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of the uh, Star Trek check off. Anyway. Who is still, thankfully, with us. One of the few. Anyway, yes. Did you see what uh, Drew... <laughs> what the hell? I was about to say Drew Drew Smith. We do that too often. Geno Smith said post-fake-fake fake game yesterday. What a jerk. Did you see what he said? 
<laughs> I'm, I'm joking. He wasn't a jerk. He was the anti. No, he was not at all. He said, uh, "I quote." He was asked about Drew Lock, uh, Drew Lock's play, or I guess whatever comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Quote: I think Drew played really well, as I've always said, and I will go on record to say that I have his back. No matter what, I have Drew Locke's back. I want that to be known. We're teammates. We're competing, but we're in the same offense, just like Todd said. He didn't say that. That would be cool. Um, we're <laughs> in the same room, and we're going to make each other better. I mean, that's exactly what teammates should say, right? It's like, that hey, is, this guy might beat me out, but I've got his back. That's awesome." That's- it is awesome. That's one he of the He gave reasons. him a beer afterwards. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> he should have. That's one of the reasons that his teammates respect him so much. And you know, when when they were saying that Geno Smith is our quarterback, what were the comments that you heard from Seahawks players? It, it, none of it was like, "Oh man, seriously." And I doubt that anybody would do that publicly. But everything you heard wasn't. It wasn't just like the rote. It was like, "Yeah, okay, that's good. He's the man. He should have the job." It was. Extremely enthusiastic. He de- he deserves the job. He's the man. He's the guy who's been there. He clearly is a – whether he's winds up being the starter or not, and right now it looks like maybe not, right? We'll see. Right but now, and that could all change after preseason game one. He might look very good, and exactly. Lock looks terrible. Exactly. Anything's possible. Absolutely. But to a man, everyone's this. This is a guy they really need in the locker room before the game, after the game, on the sidelines. If that's where he is, he's an excellent teammate, and it's a team sport. Um, it's it, probably a lot of that comes from the humility of you know learning that you may not be the starter every time. Geno Smith has clearly learned that, right? Being stuck with the horrific entity called the New York Jets. I mean, Jesus. So Jesus Jets. Uh, Jesus Jets. That'd be a great band name. Why isn't that I'm sure that's a band name. Anyway, um They only do Jesus Jones covers. <laughs> I mean, of course they would. Why would they do anything else? Right here, right now, thirty six times. Thanks. But they time. open but and they close with Benny and the Jets because they'd have to. Uh still my yes. my least favorite Elton John. I just hate that song. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's so it's problematic. But yes, just it's so Gundam. It's like redundant. <laughs> I probably did say redundant. It's like the it's like the I, Jacob Eason of of Elton John's Au Revoir. You did say redundant, Re- redundant, Redund- redundant, yeah, redundant. That is the word. Wow, I've had too much beer already. This is great. I need more. Regumby, damn it. Regumby. <laughs> Now that is a guy who could play quarterback. Can you imagine the escapability? Since the NFL has made that into a word, the escapability of Gumby at quarterback—that would be fantastic. Uh, but yeah, Geno Smith talking is talking trash the whole time. If, 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 if Geno Smith has another season this year, like he did last season, meaning, yeah, I got the clipboard. He will be an excellent backup quarterback. He will be an excellent member of the team. It's like I have no doubt that he was 100% authentic in that, that he's got his back. Because he's a football player. And it may turn out he's not the best football player at, the, at his position this season. We'll see. And, and like you said, it would be extremely normal in football for him to come out and light it up against the Steelers. And Drew has like, eh, okay, and then Geno's the guy. I, I would be more than happy to see that because, yeah, he has a, a slight legal issue going on, but 
you know, let's face it, he's not Deshaun Watson. So, whatever success he has, he deserves. Absolutely. Who, Deshaun Watson? Um, uh, I'm glad. Uh, he deserves <laughs> something, yes. I'm glad that the NFL has getting back to Deshaun Watson for just a second. I'm glad the NFL has decided to appeal, which was their right to do. Yes. Um, and I also like this thing gets so complicated because the the person, the the partial impartial person, the partial person, the yes. impartial uh, judge, basically, who uh, said, yeah, six games was basically only on what the NFL had done in the past, which kind of shows the NFL like, hey, you should have been harsher this whole time. This wouldn't even been an issue. But I am glad that they, they're appealing it. So hopefully they'll get something something longer out of this suspension for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, we'll I I've been talking about this with friends, as as everyone has been talking about this, right? And it's it's a kind of a hot topic if you're a sports fan or a fan of humanity, and it, it's it, it amazes me that I, again the penalties, and it's kind of like, well, you got in trouble six games, that's what you get. And this guy had established established a pattern, a predatory pattern over months, maybe years, but over months. Over and over and over and over, and he's getting the same kind of the same suspension that a, a certain seafood fan in New Orleans got for groping one person. And Lieutenant I'm not, Dan. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, and I'm not minimizing what he did at all, but that's one instance. And you're going to say that's exactly the same as someone setting up these um, opportunities to be a predator. Dozens of times, dozens of times, and I have no idea why, but the NFL used the testimony of four people, maybe because those were the four people who hadn't settled at the time. Maybe that's what it was, but it's not like like the other 20 didn't happen. Who cares if they were adjudicated? Yeah, and and they're not not the legal system, right? Which is exactly what you're saying. It's like they they can, can, uh, you know, because they're not. They're not ruling legally on, oh, okay, we can't – this is not admissible because he said – it's like, no, this is NFL. It has nothing to do with it. It's like these are what we think are the facts and pretty sure are the facts, and this yeah. is, needs to be the punishment about football because that's really all they can do. Right, and I have no idea if they presented the facts, the facts, established facts, that a representative of the team aided him in this. That to me would be – kind of a contributing factor because I don't think that's been present in any of the other issues that any player has had with the NFL where a team official actively assisted them in covering up a crime. And, and, and it's watch a that crime. person will go to jail for a longer <laughs> period of time. Probably. And, you know, it's Watson's not going to jail, I guess. Yeah, we talked about, yeah, because the, the grand jury in Texas declined is like, Oh, imagine that. How would how would a grand jury in Texas and put in whatever state it is because that's probably what would happen in any freaking state? They're not going to bring charges and seek convictions against a star. I mean, how? I mean, it happened with Michael Vick, but he he practically walked in with dogs' heads into the court. I mean, right, right. they kind of had to convict him. But back when Jaron Reed got his suspension. And I thought about that immediately. This this bastard 
and I'm not talking about Jaron Reed. I'm talking about Deshaun Watson is getting the same suspension Jaron Reed got. Mm-hmm. And and granted, maybe maybe it really did happen, and maybe the injured party recanted and it really did happen. But it's still. Yeah, and if it did, he needed to be suspended. But like your point, I know where you're going with this. Fine, suspend Jaron Reed for six games. But Deshaun Watson needs to be suspended for a whole lot longer than that. Right, because that was was an incident with Jaron Reed, if it even happened. This is is an established pattern for months, probably years, over and over and over. And the team rewarded him for it, literally, because they helped cover it up and they kept paying him his, his paycheck. They had to. A team was basically helping them. Yep. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, and like you said, I can understand, kind of, that the arbitrator had to do that because this is what the NFL has established. This is this because she had to base it on what they have done in the past. You know, she could have gone beyond that, I think, but she chose to use their established criteria, which kind of makes sense, right? So, like you said, oh, and she has this, is, I mean, it makes this, sense. this is this is on the NFL. This is on the NFL more than the arbitrator. And, and like uh, you said, I'm yeah. glad they appealed, but it's absolutely unbelievable that it got to this point that this piece of garbage has this gigantic guaranteed contract, and nothing's going to happen to him. Basically, like who cares? Even misses six games. What is what on earth does that mean? <laughs> That's yeah, it means they'll come back to play this year. I mean, it's that that doesn't hurt the player or the team or anything. It, it's it's all ridiculous. What's one hundred ninety million dollars guaranteed or something like that? I mean, it's it's such a crock. But um, just uh, switching away from Deshaun Watson, at least he's not the quarterback of the Seahawks. Jesus. For some reason, these are the notifications we have on Twitter, twelvemanrising.com. Twitter. Um, it's. Uh, an English Premier League game, which is fine, um, because that started this weekend. HBO Max, Kyle Rittenhouse, Seductive Sunday, and then finally, I don't know why, and then finally, Woody Harrelson responds to Viral Baby Lookalike with personally written poem. (laughs) Well, there you go. And the funny thing is, like, I don't want to see the Rittenhouse thing. I don't even know, sadly, why he's even showing up, but this... This this baby, if 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 whenever you're listening to this, and thank you again for listening and checking out our stuff on 12minrising.com, you should check out this uh, baby photo. It looks exactly like Woody Harrelson. It's got the teeth. It's got a whatever else Woodyisms. Poor poor baby. This is, no, I also but, learned this this week. Uh, Bj Novak, you know Bj Novak. I know BJ and, and and John John Krasinski. They actually went to the same high school. I, I saw that person. too. I had no idea until I saw that article this week. It's like, how is that? I mean, I'm sure it came up before, but I don't know how we all missed it. That's kind of weird. BJ mm-hmm. Novak, his new film, Vengeance, which apparently is really good, which I haven't seen, so I apologize. Did but, you see The Gray Man? Have you seen The Gray Man? I have seen The Gray Man and, and live to tell the tale, so there you go. <laughs> Did you not yes, like it? No, Did I didn't you not like love it? it? Was it not the best film you've ever seen? It was not the best film I've ever seen. That would be Big Trouble in Little China, at least right now. Um, the same actors in those films. It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Actually, Kurt Russell could have been in The Gray Man. Yeah, 
I really like the Gray Man. Uh, the Gray Man totally would have worked in the theaters. Sometimes movies that are done for streaming services is like, yeah, okay, it was good. I can see why it was on a streaming service. Totally, yeah. totally could have totally could have worked in a theater. I really enjoyed it. Was it great? Fantastic? Amazing? No, but it was really good. It was really entertaining. And Gosling was great. Played a little tiny goose. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah. like Gosling. Uh, uh, Chris yeah, Evans' was character good. was just—I mean, he—he he wasn't bad in the role. It was just like, okay, this guy's just evil. There's no, there's right. no it was, it was just kind of one-note character. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was, it was cartoonish, and I think they—I I get that they did that to try to get rid of the aura of he's Steve Rogers. It's like he's got the cheesy <laughs> porn mustache, dude. It's like we know he's not Steve Rogers. <laughs> That's all you needed to do. Have him grow that hideous mustache. We know he's a bad guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was kind of a one-note performance, but that's what he was given to do. So, I, I he was a lot of fun, uh, but it, his mustache needed to be longer so he could twirl it. That's the only thing that was missing. It was, it was so over the top. But yeah, it was a fun movie, and I'm glad that they're doing like a, they're launching a franchise with it. That's cool. I hope to God they do a prequel and we find out why. I almost called him Steve Rogers. We find out why Chris Evans' <laughs> character was so such a horrible human being. I would love to see more about that character. Because I mean, frankly, because those people killed him, killed his parents when he was walking on the street and when he was a kid, became an orphan. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. Man, Marvel's hideous. Uh, but yeah, Gray Man was really fun. Prey, Prey was excellent. Prey was really good to me. Prey, Prey, e Prey, love. Is that e what you're talking about? <laughs> eat, pray, love. It's the sequel. It's the prey. The, the next one's eat. Wouldn't that be good? That would make perfect sense, actually. Uh, yeah, pray. Same kind of thing. This debuted. This it's a it's a streaming service film. And again, same thing. Is like, why didn't you just release this in the theaters? I mean, Netflix paid for Gray Man. I get that. But Hulu, isn't, isn't like, pray the documentary of the uh, MC Hammer song though? Yes, and I love documentaries, which is why I love this so much. Yeah, a prequel to the the Predator series set 300 years ago. A predator decides, is like, hey, those Comanches look pretty tasty. I think I'll go attack them. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Um, but it, it's really well done. It's, to me, by far the best Predator movie since the original Predator movie. In some ways, maybe even better. Very cool because has the entire cast. With the exception of the guy who plays the Predator, because he didn't have to be anything. He's in a suit. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Let's <laughs> see what you did there. Very clever, sir. Um, the entire cast, Native American actors. Awesome. It's like, oh, look, you can actually cast people who are those people in those roles. How about that? That totally works. Um, Amber, and I'm blanking on her name. It's not Heard. her. Amber. <laughs> You idiot. Um, not Amber Heard. Mid-Thunder. It was Mid-Thunder. That's what I was thinking. Amber Mid-Thunder plays the lead. She's excellent. Uh, Dakota Beavers plays her brother. This is the other main character, basically. Those two need to be in a lot of movies. A lot of movies because they're both really good. And, yeah, it's a formula movie, blah, blah, blah. But you can tell they have a lot of depth. That was a really good movie. Really enjoyed it. Um, cool flick. And that's, that's on Hulu, so... When you're not watching the Seahawks, you should watch Prey and, and the mm. Gray Man. 
Yeah, it's um, and and ever since those people got discovered by Kevin Costner, um, when he discovered America, it's it's just a, no, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> no, that, it's funny because um, there's a uh, you, I don't think you've watched Letter Kenny, but they, there's a spinoff. There was a spinoff recently earlier this year, I guess, called Shorzy. Um, I guess it was earlier this year. Gosh, it's been such a strange year. But Shorzy was one of the like side characters in Letter Kenny, and he has his own show and. He's a he's a hockey player because he's plays in Canada. Well, yeah. But um, anyway, and uh, he he goes and he plays on this team on one of the reservations. And one of the things they do purposefully on that show is most of the actors in the in the show are uh, you know uh, Canadian native Canadians um, instead of like oh we've got all these plugs. It makes sense because he's taking. It's uh, playing on a team from one of the reservations, and it's you know it's really cool that that that's happening now because you know you and I are both old enough where it's like uh, you know World. didn't used to happen. It, it didn't you know it's like you didn't Graham Greene is somebody we see often in films, but before it was just like oh this this guy is uh, he's an Indian right and hey he's not a bad actor instead of this guy's just a fantastic actor doesn't matter what color he is or where he's from or anything. And I'm glad we've kind of cut that corner a little bit more. And and people who are deserving of getting jobs are getting jobs as opposed to Deshaun Watson, who's not deserving of anything but being in jail. He he deserves one job. Bustin rocks. Uh, I did want to throw one more thing about prey (laughs) because Rob and I talked about prey yesterday. Rob loved it as well. Although he has a strange, strange adoration for predator too. He still likes that the most. Um, But because we talked is about that, that the one with Jim, Mc, Jim McMahon, the quarterback of the Bears? <laughs> that is with Jim McMahon, the quarterback of the Bears. He plays all the Predators. Um, the, a, a lot of the uh, buzz over this movie Prey was that it was going to be available in Comanche as the audio track. It's like, oh my god, that's so cool. And neither of us heard that. We just heard there's a lot of Comanche spoken, but mainly it's in English. And I was like, ah, I thought this was supposed to be available. So it turns out and I'm just finding now, because now I have to watch it again, that instead of going to when you pull up the movie and you change the audio track, which you do like in every other thing on the planet, you have to go to the extras tab. When you first pull up the film, it's under the extras as opposed to just switch audio tracks once you start the movie. So if you pull up the movie, go to extras, like where you would find outtakes and stuff, that's the alternate tr- alternate film with the entire film in Comanche, which is really cool, which I will probably watch today. And correct me if I'm wrong. This is produced by it, uh, probably him, but it's it's put out by uh, it's put out by Sony. And originally they were all supposed to be Navajo, and they were like, "No, we can't do that. We, can't, we don't understand what they're saying." So they have to be Comanche. Is that correct? <laughs> sure, sure, that's correct. You see where the um, I don't know if it was the last guy who was one of the wind talkers, but had uh, passed away. Yeah, this past week. I think it was the last guy, which is like, holy crap, dude. What were you, like seven when you were one of the co-talkers? Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... Uh, I still can imagine the Japanese being like, what what the F? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can imagine. It's, uh, it is pretty weird. And I, yeah. and I believe, and I'm probably wrong, but I believe that Apache were... Uh, working in a Pacific theater, not like a movie theater, because that'd be weird. <laughs> I was like, they, there's a bunch of moomins floating around. <laughs> and the Comanche were in the European theater, which is 
just kind of odd. It's like, hey, weren't they Navajo? When talkers were Navajo. Navajo. Yeah, I'm sorry, Navajo. I don't know why I said that. Um, And maybe it was Apache that were in Europe. I don't even remember. See, this is the problem with me. This is an important part of American history, and I was just thinking this slide that even with the more recent focus on it, a lot of people still don't know about it. So, and here I am butchering it myself because yeah, it was definitely Navajo, but. Reminds me, my least favorite Canadian province has got to be Manitoba. <laughs> Is it? I, I guess. The name just offends me. I have no idea. It probably means great person or something. I have no. Now we have to look it up later on. Post podcast. Oh, okay, so type one codes were formally developed based on the languages of Comanche, Hopi, Mescali, and Navajo people. And then they also had a Type 2 code, which was informal, directly translated from English into the native language. Blah, 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 blah. Interesting. So, for example, the Navajo did not have a word for submarine, because why the hell would they? So they translated it. They translated We're in Montana. It, they translated it as iron fish, which makes perfect sense. But they didn't say iron fish, of course. They just said it in Navajo. And like everyone's like, uh, there's no water in Montana. We used to have a whole bunch of trees until these white people showed up. Mm. Yes. In Prey, there is a, and this is a Seahawks podcast, but in Prey, there, there is a segment about um, in incursion, let's say, from Europeans. There are some French uh, fur trappers who come in. These people are not portrayed by Native Americans because that would be. Stupid. So, exactly. so not so not everybody in the cast is Native American, but the people who are Native American are portrayed by Native American actors. So there you go. And the rest are um, Daniel Day Lewis. Oh my God, that's the only thing that could have made this movie better. Daniel Day Lewis as the Predator. <laughs> It'd be awesome. <laughs> Just not that damned Jeremy Irons. So the the first preseason game, <laughs> yes, is is Friday. Um, against the Steelers. I mean, we're going to see because there's only three preseason games now and preseason games used to be where, you know, where you would only see almost said scrubs, which would be offensive because they're a lot better football players than I could ever dream of. So backups basically. Um, And, and you probably still will see that a lot with every team in the NFL and their preseason games. But I think there's some things we have to learn about this team before the season oh, yeah. starts from these preseason games. A and lot. Yeah. I mean, well, one is one is quarterback, obviously. Of course. And hopefully, we'll. I'm very interested to see who comes out and starts the game. I mean, both both uh, Drew Locke and Geno Smith are going to get a lot of reps with the first team offense. Yeah. I would think. Um, but it'd be interesting to see who's actually the starter, and if Seattle's like, oh, you know what? Based on the mock game, we're going to do uh, Drew Lock. But there's other things we have to we have to know who gonna, is going to be the slot corner. I think that's extremely important, as you've yeah. mentioned before. Wide receiver three and four. Um, who's the third running back? Because um, Ken Walker is stud based on everything we've seen in camp, and Ken, Ken Rashad Walker. Penny looks a whole lot. He looks really good too, so that's good. Yeah, Ken Walker might wind up being the the, the starting running back in the in the first game of the actual season. I mean, I really don't think so. Because Rashad Penny would have to fall off quite a bit, but just to the point that he's a stud. Uh, he is—he's catching the ball a lot better than they expected because he didn't do a lot of it at Michigan State. But again, it's like just because they don't do it in college doesn't mean they can't do it. Um, I, 
I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but it could. That's the point. And that's not against Rashad Penny. It's just that's how good Ken Walker is, has been playing. Uh, slot corner. I, I, I mean, yeah, the corners are absolutely wide open. Nobody expected yeah. that. Nope. I mean, Tariq Woolen especially is the surprise. Kobe is not – Kobe Bryant's not that big a surprise. Because, I mean, he did get the award as the, as the best defensive back in college last year. It's not like – He's a nobody. Yeah, if he had run a four-five forty at the combine, he would have been a first-round pick. Yeah, the the guy is has been playing lights out in camp. And again, it's camp; it's not a live game. Not and it's a real tough game. to practice with the lights out, and you can't see anything that's coming your way. <laughs> quite true, but but he is he is performing quite well uh, against DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And it's like who? That's pretty good. DK uh, Metcalf is that a new yeah. guy? That is a new guy, brand new guy. They signed him for minimum, minimum. Uh, but Woolen has been much better than expected. Everybody, I'm sure, including the Seahawks, thought it's like, yeah, you know, this is this guy is a project, and and we love to have him, but you know, it's like we'll groom him as he goes along. It's like hey, he he's grooming very quickly and grooming in a good way, not in yeah. the. Not, not in the way where people who use woke as if it's a weapon. Right. Um, and a little so, bit unfair, too, because his wingspan actually covers the entire field. A lot of people <laughs> I mean, he's he's not getting blasted. He's, no one is out, outrunning the dude, which that's not a surprise, right? Because he right. was a four two six. But so he's keeping up with everybody. He's in bed before the lights go out. <laughs> Just about, which I love that story because apparently that story is true, which is amazing. You know that story, right? Why that story is true? I don't know. Oh, we're not talking about Tariq Woolen, by the way. If anybody's yeah, listening, yeah, cool, cool, um, yeah, cool, cool, uh, Papa so, Bell. So, no, I don't. I don't think I do. Uh, uh, so apparently, and this this is in. Oh, I think it's in the yeah, it's in the the oral history of the game, and I can't think of the name of the book. And you'll said, tell me right away. Can and prove me that I'm so stupid again? I think it's again. in Alan Rickman's new uh, uh, <laughs> diary. Book it that's is coming an, out in November. It is Alan Rickman's new diary. Three Boy, chapters for Cole Papa Bell. Who knew? <laughs> but uh, Negro League players had to go to lesser hotels because they were not accepted at hotels that took white people because America was such a lovely country back then and still is in some ways. <clears throat> anyway, so he, as he tells it, he was rooming with Satchel Page. And Satchel Page is one who told this story. It was, so it wasn't cool Papa Bell bragging about it, but that he thought he would because there was always he was always talking about how fast he was, is that you know, the comment about he could go to you know, he could jump into bed before the lights went out, turn off the lights and jump in bed before the lights went out. And they were at, a, at this hotel and there was something faulty with the light switch. And he, and he realized that it took like three or four seconds for the damn light to go off. So he bet. And he was the first one who checked into the room. So he bet Satchel Page. He made that bet with him. That's it's funny. like That's so hilarious. fast. I can get into bed. I can flip off the lights and get into bed before the light goes <laughs> off. And Satchel's like, whatever. I don't know what the bet was. <laughs> but and he did it because Satchel Page hadn't been in the room, and it was just a faulty light switch. But I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So he literally was fast enough to jump into bed before the light turned off. Faster than the speed of light. Cool Papa Bell was amazing, and he was an amazing athlete for sure. Yeah. 
And that's funny, and that it really goes back to the beginning of the podcast when we were talking about satchel pageisms, and he said the thing about you know don't look back, something might be gaining on you, and it's probably cool, Papa Bell. It's that's our show. Thanks for listening. Why are you the worst? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.